0: Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. on! Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. No, we, um,
1: I think it's more of a mindset. I think we played hard. We did a lot of good things, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, we... Those slippage, we had few slippage, is uh, however you say it. Um, again, then you know that leads to them getting threes. You know, misrotations. Um, third quarter, we kind of came out a little stagnant. We moved the ball great the first two quarters, and the third quarter we kind of got a little bit of a, you know, kind of iso like you know. But you know, it's 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 not a, a selfish thing. It's just you know, it's sometimes you just get that way. You know, but we got to find a way to get back into our ball movement uh, much quicker. Donovan Mitchell after the Jazz lose to the Rockets, that was a win did, or a loss. It didn't feel very good, and then of course it followed up a loss that felt even worse than that to the Spurs on Friday. That was an awful weekend, PK. The Spurs was really bad. I mean, they got beat Saturday. That happens. But Friday didn't show up. No, nah, Friday myself was, it over was on wildly s-
2: disappointed. Handed it over on a silver platter. Yeah, I mean, you look at the, the Rockets. The Rockets. James Harden reminds me of Russell uh, Wilson. You know, for years the best quarterbacks in the league were Brady, Breeze, Rodgers. Wilson doesn't get mentioned very much. Now it's Deshaun Watson. It is uh, Mahomes. That guy you heard of him, right? And Russell Wilson. He doesn't get mentioned very much. It's the same thing in the NBA. You know, it's the best players in the league. Well, it's Kawhi Leonard. It's LeBron James. It's you know maybe it's a now it's Anti and Harden doesn't get mentioned very much. Yeah,
1: I think there's some parallels there, but the difference is Wilson has a Super Bowl and should have, would have, could have had two if they handed the ball off and all that stuff. And Harden hasn't taken the rockets. And, and to the so finals. does the
2: left tackle for Seattle. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Football is a wildly different game in basketball. Hey, be nice to Russell Okung. <laughs> so I mean, they've changed over guys. In Seattle, except for Wagner on the defense, and they're still a premier team. And Harden, they've changed a bunch of guys, and they're still a premier team. So I mean, it, right around here, Harden is—he's never mentioned as in the in the best because he didn't win. But here in this community, we got the best point guard and the best power forward of all time. Well, wait a second, they never won anything, buddy. I agree,
1: <laughs> and I blame Hot Rod. But you know, it's too so. late to blame Hot Rod now. The Jazz will try again tonight. Ricky Rubio's back, Here and that's the, the great Phoenix thing. You do Suns. try.
2: That's the great thing about this organization is they try. They're going to win tonight. They don't win tonight. I'm taking off tomorrow. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. You don't want to deal with the negativity? No, couldn't bear it.
1: <laughs> you know me. I can't stand that stuff. Oh, you can't, too. You'll embrace it. Jazz and Suns tonight at 7 o'clock. D, J, and P, K.
0: Hashtag NBA. <laughs> nice over LeBron. Backs in. Falling away. Got it. LeBron James gives the Lakers a one-point lead. That's a huge shot by LeBron James. My right, good.
1: LeBron James, 30 seconds left. That was old school right there. Charles Barkley backing in, pounding the ball. But then the Michael Jordan. Plant the foot, jump backwards, hit the fadeaway. Kobe borrowed that shot. LeBron hey.
2: will borrow it too, and it worked. Keep it local. Carmelo, dude. And another thing. Rodgers is always mentioned Breeze is always mentioned They have the same amount of Super Bowls As Westbrook this. But he never gets mentioned Or I mean, Wesley, Russell Wilson Wilson, Wilson He never gets is. mentioned Yes It's a joke I've had it with jokes I'm done with jokes Nobody believes you
1: Jason Tatum 41 points in that game
2: They were without Kemba Walker And Tatum picked up the scoring load big time Man, well, That's a big blow not to have Walker He's a very good player I always thought he was an underrated player. You know, a lot of the times I think it's because he played on crappy teams. So it's hard to get due in the NBA when your team isn't very good. You know, anybody can score points. Somebody's got to score points on crappy teams. Which but is I've always true. liked, And it is true to an extent. Yes, I agree totally. But, but I've it, always enjoyed watching Walker. Case, I think he's a good player. He has hit
1: some big shots to win games, and he has dragged his teams either to the edge of the playoffs or in for a quick first-round exit. And he really didn't have anybody around him. No,
2: he really didn't. I just so the Lakers got fortunate there, but Tatum is an emerging player. You know, he's twenty-one years old. Yep, Jeez. he's dropping. He 41. got a huge tat on the back of his shoulders. God's will.
3: Man, missing punctuation with it, but, but that's yeah, okay. just they
2: didn't have the uh, apostrophe between the D and the S. God's slide will. slide that in later. Religious man, I, I, I'm you know.
1: Lakers now five games clear of the Denver Nuggets, with the exception of uh, a hideous run of injuries. One to their big two, or maybe two to their big two. Lakers are the one seed now, penciled it in. We're not really into that drama anymore. You can't have a big
2: two. In order to use the word big, it has to be three. Oh, really? It's not just a big two. It has to be a big three. Well,
1: as long as LeBron and AD are healthy, they're going to be the one seed in the West, aren't they? Five games clear of the Nuggets now. Uh, has looked that way for several weeks. 27 games to go. Nuggets did win. Paul Millsap with a big game. Only missed a couple of shots. He was lighting it up. 9 of 11, 4 of 6 from 3, 25 points. Millsap helping the Nuggets beat Minnesota. And the Thunder crushed the Spurs. So three Western teams playing yesterday. They're all winning. The Jazz now tied for fourth with Houston, but only a game and a half in front of Oklahoma City. They're now as close to 7th place in Dallas as they are 2nd place in Denver. Two and a half games either way. Lakers have added Markeith Morris. Uh, they've waived DeMarcus Cousins. you really expect any of the buyout players who are acquired through this buyout thing to make that big a difference? I guess you report it and that. talk about it because you've got to talk about something. But I don't know that you're asking them
2: to make that big of a difference. You're, making them, you're asking them to help your team get a little bit better. I, I, I take the same approach every time there's a trade. Is it going to make that big of it? No, probably not. But if you have an opportunity to get your team better, you do it.
1: Clippers and Grizzlies tonight on NBA TV at 8.30. You can watch that after the Jazz and the Suns
0: at 7. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball.
2: That'll do it. Here come the students. BYU ends the Bulldogs' win streak. 91-78 the final score. Zags lose for the first time since they were in the Bahamas when they fell to Michigan. 23rd ranked BYU
1: giving Gonzaga their second loss of the year, 91 78. And here come the students. That was the the proper court storming, duly noted Y1 Patrick Kinahan on his Twitter feed. Duly noted. That was a good use of the court storming right there. Senior night, number two team in the country. I didn't say anything about them storming the court. I thought you did. I did. you wrong. Oh, it was you?
3: Stormcording.
1: Stormcording!
2: <laughs> I said it on Friday. I didn't... I just took it and repurposed it. Didn't put on it on Twitter. My apologies. Yeah, it was fine. Well, As long as it's students. You're a 45-year-old dude. <laughs> Stab in the you know, Unless your son is... On just the hit team. the game winner. <laughs> yeah. Or on the team. Yeah, I'm okay with that. If you want to go greet your son, uh, that's fine. Uh, but... If you're family, put it that way. But if you're just Joe fan, I don't have any problem with that. It means first time the Zags lost in the States. <laughs> this year, they 40-game conference regular season. St. Mary's got them last year in the conference tournament. That was a great win, man. And the thing about it, the most impressive thing to me was their toughness. And Mark Few went right to that, as you said last night on television. He certainly did. You saw that. And the thing that Mark Pope has done brilliantly as he wraps up Coach of the Year in the West Coast Conference is get, guys, this is what I need you to do. Zach Sellius I need you to just be an animal.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's what I need you to do. Yeah. Particularly with Nixon out. I need you to be an animal. So give us all sorts of emotion, especially at home. You'll fire up the crowd and just... You know, you're not going to be this high-flying score that maybe you were in high school or, you know, when you thought you were going to be. But this is what I need you to do. And Zach Selyus is playing that role brilliantly. You know, it's, a, it's a, a, a role of a role, a role player. But he's doing it great. And everybody else finding their roles. And it, it, that was a fun game to watch, man. This is That was a great, great win for them. And now expectations, uh, they're not necessarily through the roof yet, but they certainly have jumped up substantially. That's great. It's where you want to be. Well, in this season where anybody seems capable of
1: beating anybody, three of the top four teams in the country got beat on Saturday. With uh, the Kansas-Baylor game, one of the top four had to lose there, and the San Diego State and Gonzaga both get beaten. So... When you get to the tournament, I assume we're going to see more of these upsets that have been uh, plaguing the top five. You get to that number one spot, you're in trouble. So nobody's locked in. Somebody's going to pull a major upset and make a deeper run than anybody expects. It might as well be you.
2: Why not us? Why not now? All that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, that that just, uh, to me, the fates aren't going to conspire. You're going to have to go get it done. They've got the talent to get it done. That's the most important thing. How big a boost did
1: BYU get in the uh, from all the computers and in the seatings. We'll talk with uh, Ken Pomeroy, KenPom.com, coming up at uh, 8.30. Lenardi's got BYU as a 6 seed now, Adam 7, bumped him up a line with that. So we'll talk with Ken Pomeroy at 8.30. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college football.
1: Carl Durrell, the former UCLA coach, is the new coach at Colorado. I'm thinking you didn't see that coming, PK, because I'm not sure anybody saw that coming.
2: I take the same approach as all coaching hires, that he deserves two to three years. What's the point? Is Oh, it's a bad hire. It's a good hire. And we go through this every time. Nobody thought Pete Carroll was a great hire. Everybody thought Herman Edwards was a horrible hire. Everybody thought, oh, Kevin Sumlin's a good hire. Yeah. Some hires appear to be better than others, and sometimes they turn out to be better than others. Sometimes they don't. I thought Chris Peterson was an outstanding hire. He won two conference titles, got to a playoff, so he was an outstanding
1: hire. Yeah,
2: but he had had so much of a track record.
1: Probably less of a risk in assessing that one. Right. Whereas Carl Durrell did have the five years at UCLA and had one big year, but had four years that were just ho-hum.
2: Six and seven, one year. Then that's six and six. He did have the ten, the, the, the middle year. Yeah, the, the third, third of the year five year years, they ten went and two, ten and two. But and he that's went to a, a bowl year. every year. And you're asking Colorado, which has had one winning season in 14 years. Yikes! So if you judge it on that, and you know he was 39 when he got the job in Westwood. Now he's 56. He's got the uh, last 13 years. He spent 12 of them
1: as a position coach in the NFL. Yeah. He did do one year at Vanderbilt in there, but other than that, mostly with the Dolphins, but a little bit with the Texans and the Jets as well. I had a four-year run with the Jets. Anything else interesting about Darrell? Yeah, he went to Helix High School in San Diego and I covered him in a high school basketball game.
0: But all
3: we
2: now, when you say cover him, people are going to think it was, a, it was a media situation, but that's not the case. No, he blew by me to the hoop right. for a bucket. So you should have said guarded him.
1: And I didn't really guard him. I attempted to guard him. But cover him, they're going to think media-wise. I forced him to <clears throat> reverse the ball a couple of times before uh, the guy on the other side took a shot, and he skied over me and tipped it in.
2: Yach and I have been sitting on that for 48 hours. Oh, I figured, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You had to
1: bait me into it to get me there. You were hoping I'd run to it, but you got me there anyway.
2: I don't think you were going to do it right off the top. I don't think you're that so – you you're think, egotistical, but not that out. Do
1: you think that he is going to follow the plan of Arizona State – as an NFL guy, now twelve of the last thirteen years, hire a, bench, a bunch of guys from the NFL, go to Colorado, and go. I know how to get you to the NFL. I've coached quarterbacks. I've coached wide receivers. I've co-, you know. And, well, it's and a copycat league, league?
2: The, uh, the pac twelve South. South. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes to get recruits, because well, you don't. as You, you pointed gotta out, get
1: them. You don't have a lot of history and tradition. No. I mean, you can talk to kids, high school coaches, and their dads about when Colorado was good, but when it's one in fourteen years, that means a seventeen-year-old was three the last time Colorado did anything, and that was a good. 10 to, well, really 15-year run, Fifteen, probably 15 to 20-year run, where Colorado was pretty good, and they were winning conferences or at least competing for conference titles and winning conference titles and winning national title. But that's not going to resonate with anybody who's in high school now.
2: No, I think Colorado's a difficult job in, because uh, in the state of Colorado doesn't have a ton of great football players. I, I, I think Utah's better. You know, there's a large Polynesian population, obviously, in our state, uh, you well, know, uh, per capita, the math totally. There are great up. players that are Polynesians, and uh, you got you know you got to recruit that market. Uh, as Gary Anderson had said extensively when he got the job at Utah State, locals, return missionaries, Polynesians, and then you know here on our side of the mountains, we're much closer to to California. So you're asking a kid to. Bypass three or four different institutions in the conference to come to you, and you're going to go to Texas. But everybody's going to go to Texas. Yeah, that's...
1: we're going to go to Texas and California. Yeah, line up, baby.
2: Right. So, but that's where I wonder if maybe it's he a brings in, job,
1: brings in the NFL guys, and maybe I that's...
2: bring recruiters. Yeah, that's the the one thing that I can scream about Herm Edwards that he and he's talked about it because I've talked about it because I've listened to him. and We've even talked about it with Kyle. Is that Herm has said? I had no, I did not know that recruiting would be ninety percent. I thought it would be about seventy percent, and I'm finding out it's ninety percent. And you literally have to do it every single day, and that's the difference. If you want to be good, you've got and you don't have to necessarily get the star guys because Kyle has not always gotten the star guys, but he has an unbelievable talent eye to be able to look and project and then bring them in here and coach them up, and you're sending nine guys to the NFL Combine. I mean, just as many as anybody. So find out how to get guys, whatever it takes. If it's a, if it's the NFL prototype, so be it. I don't care what it is, but get guys that can get kids because you need kids. You want to be a good coach? My suggestion and recommendation is get good talent. I wonder if there's a little bit of the uh,
1: Ron McBride-type hire going on here. I mean, Carl Durrell played at UCLA, uh, but Mac came to Utah, uh, not having any ties to Utah, but after two tours as an assistant coach, yeah, yeah. he did have ties to Utah. Yeah. And Carl Durrell, the first time he went to Colorado, didn't have any ties, but after two tours. Been there twice, yeah. Got some ties. They were in the 90s, uh, but he's not brand new to this. He was there when they were good. Two, two – uh, the 92 93, and then he was gone to issue, and then so, he came back for four more years as the offensive coordinator.
2: Yeah, so do you want some uh up and comer? I think you were you meant, but uh, do you want some up and comer who's going to take off? So, a 56 year old guy, you know, if he has it's going to take time to build it, and by that time he'll be 60, close to it, and so maybe, maybe he, he stays. just has a 10
1: year yeah. run. And this is yeah, this is it, this is his last big swing. Yeah, take it, take it to Colorado. It's like you said, the numbers that were unacceptable at UCLA might be very acceptable at Colorado.
2: Well, to get to that point consistently, in order to get where you want to go, I think you had to get to 6-6 six and six at some point, right? You're probably not going to go 2-10 and 10 to 10-2. and two. This isn't the NFL here. So we'll see, man. I, it was an interesting hire. You know, I'll put it that way. Whether it succeeds or not, I cannot guarantee you. DJPK. Hashtag NFL.
1: So there are reports out there, that the NFL players aren't sure what they should do. Couple of groups. One of them really likes that 17-game regular season. The other doesn't. Players are falling into three camps apparently. There are those who are against the pros proposal, those who will approve it if it's tweaked, and those who just want to prove it as it is right now. So Players trying to get on the same page. NFL Players Association expected to meet with NFL officials Tuesday at the Combine. Formal vote on the CBA by players could come as early as Wednesday. Are we going to have 17 games and 14 playoff teams? Because we've all been used to 16 games and 12 playoff teams. 16 games for more than 40 years now and 12 playoff teams for 30 years now. Well, the playoff seems like a no-brainer
2: because that's going to get you more money for sure. While only impacting Four teams are going to have to play extra games. And if you're one of them, you'll get more money.
1: But not as much. Not as much what? Well, get, you won't get paid that much for that game, but to the you'll degree... get more money. To the degree that money gets uh, piled into the TV contract and split among all the teams, yes, you will get more cash. It seems like it's going to happen, doesn't it? It seems like the owners really the playoff, want... Playoff, for sure. The owners really want it to happen, and if the players are split, then the owners will get him to come around. I can live without the other game. I can take it or leave it. Because I think it's fine just the way it is. Ben Roethlisberger's throwing again. Had the season-ending elbow surgery. He reportedly expects to be fully cleared by doctors in three months and be 100% full go for the Steelers in the fall. Of course, that's what you have to say now. We'll see if it really works out that way.
0: DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball.
1: Arizona Diamondbacks left-hander Madison Bumgarner has been competing in rodeo events under an alias Mason Saunders he won a team roping competition according to a story published in The Athletic his quote just a part of who you are he was roping since he was 15 or 16, PK. Of course, there's bound to be stuff in his contract. He's not supposed to be doing that. He's a B.A. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way around that, is there? Yeah. Who's going to debate that right now? Yes. No,
2: he's not. Yes. He, he just is, man. He's been this way for a long time, and he's not changing. <laughs> 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 He'll change
1: his name, but he's not changing the rest of it. If you get a bloop single off of him and celebrate, he's coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> so how many of the other competitors, how I many of the other Cowboys had to know who he was? I mean, it's the World Series. That face, it was out there a little bit. He, there had to be some people recognizing yeah, him saying. He said in the story. He's that, inside the club. He's one of the guys. They're not giving him up. He said
3: people did recognize him, but he kept the alias up just to try and keep it as under wraps yeah. as possible. Apparently the Saunders name is his wife's maiden name.
2: He just rolls to his own beat, man. He always has. Got to do his
1: own thing. Yeah. That's a pretty crazy story, isn't it, though? It's funny. An
3: alias. Yeah, but if anybody's going to do it, you think it's going to be him. So apparently this team roping competition, he won He won it two weeks before he signed the new yeah. contract with the Diamondbacks. I, I mean, I'm thinking
2: he's just uh, doing everything with his bare hands.
1: What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, as I mentioned, Ken Pomeroy at 8.30. Steve Cleveland who was at the game. Dave Rose was at the game. Everybody from BYU was there to see him take down Gonzaga. We'll talk, talk with Steve Cleveland about that at 9 o'clock and talk with him about the frustration of coaching a team that's as up and down as the Jazz are. We'll talk with him on that at 9 o'clock. And we'll let you discuss that next. We've got a couple segments here. We can open the phones. Question of the day is up. The Jazz are dropping. BYU is rising. What is going on? Your assessment of the current state of hoops. Coming up next, 855-340-Zone. You can call. Hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. Twitter, David DJ James. And grab the phone. Use the uh, open mic feature on our app. Send us your takes. We'll get to them next. DJ and PK, stay with us.
0: Is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
3: Speaking of donations to charity, yeah. I got booed at my play. Yes, you did. Austin is performing uh. in a play. I would donate $100 if uh, you guys just rained down the cascade of booze when it was Austin's turn to take that final bow. Yeah, just mine. Just his. And all for fun, I saw the little video and people oh, yeah. were just bringing it. And I forgot to tell everyone else in the show. <laughs>
0: apparently, there were some that weren't too happy about wow. it. That's not theater etiquette. <laughs> but it was for a great cause, it and was. I and I have confirmation that you came through. Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Joint Scouting Inns, Wednesday, noon to 3, Ken Garf, West Valley, 4175 West, 3,500 South. The guys will be out there with all kinds of free loot. Stop by. All right. The Jazz lose twice over the weekend. BYU shocks Gonzaga. The Cougars are rising. The Jazz are dropping. What's going on? Your assessment. And here it is, PK. What? Jonathan starts us off. My cap goes off to BYU. Lifetime Ute fan here, but I have to give credit where credit is due, and I am looking forward to see what BYU does in March.
2: I would agree with that 100. If you're a lifetime Ute fan, yeah, I don't have any problem. If you're a lifetime Ute fans, you know, great. And you have to look at what BYU has done this year, and it's a fresh story. You know, Pope has just added all sorts of enthusiasm to the program. Uh, right guy, uh, right time. We had Travis Hansen on over the uh, last Friday. You know, he was that's his guy. I talked to Travis on Saturday, and he just. He loves him, and I, for me, since I've had a long-standing, as you have, Tad, too, with Travis Hanson, if Travis Hanson likes somebody, I like him. <laughs> yeah,
1: right? Don't, don't no. argue with
2: him too long. No, <laughs> Wait
1: I, for the proof to make itself
2: obvious. In the meantime, assume he got it right. Right, and I've talked to Travis over a number of things over the years, and I've trusted his judgment and when it comes to basketball, I actually I trust it completely. To me, I equate it to Morgan Scally in recruiting defensive players. Uh, if he says this, this guy's got it, yeah. then this guy's got it. Yes, because I have a track record, and we have a track record with Morgan. And he said stuff over the years, and he's told us, and he's right way more often. And the same thing with Travis, two local guys that we've known since high school and watch them grow up literally, and they they know their stuff in their respective fields. And Pope has just been brilliant. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's funny because I put out there, I did say on Twitter, well, they're going to have a decision, man. They're going to have to pay him, and uh, some. This couple of guys just really lit me up on it. And I looked this morning. Why? Because they, because don't they know just what want to like talking about, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's just gonna have the option to do whatever he wants to do. He's gonna have good options, and I don't know specifically what they're gonna be. He may know some of them already, but he may even still, you know, the phone may ring with a new option in a couple weeks. But you can't win the way they're winning and not end up with
2: options. Administrators have a whole vision and greater purpose in mind. BYU administrators have done a marvelous job. Over the long history of keeping and enhancing that vision, including athletics. I trust them, despite criticism from a narrow minded sportscaster. How's this criticism? <laughs> what criticism I, what is criticism? There? They're having a great year and guaranteed
1: the ladies around the country to, who are noticing. At, look at this guy over right? here. And they've got
2: power five money. They're swimming in cash. Yeah, I think some of it is me. And I could say, you know, you need to stop at a red light. <laughs> and, and, and there would be... Well, at 2 a.m. when there's nobody coming. <laughs> yeah, Which happened to me when I used to work at the Daily Breeze and I would travel through the South Bay. Oh, really? The streets would be way quiet at the end of a night shift? I, I'd Some of my shifts, I'd get done at 2 a.m. And I'd drive home. And I would stop at this, like, PCH. PCH and Western. Big intersection. And I'd look... And then I'd go nobody for miles guy pulls me over (laughs) one time you ran that red light. Yeah, I know I do it. I do it every night. What are you doing? I said, well, let me tell you. And I told him about how one time I was at the light and I stopped. I looked to my right. I looked to my left. Guy's trying to get my car. I'm in the car. Oh, really? Yeah. Another time, I saw a guy wheeling another guy down in a hospital bed at 2 o'clock
3: in the morning. (laughs) No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) This stuff always happens to you. It
1: never happens to me. Now, I got to say, I don't want someone trying to get into my car. Oh, he did. He did. I I believe you. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So I told the cop this. He says, just be careful. (laughs) I said, here's where I work. I come down this path. You know, obviously the breeze was known as the paper in the South Bay. So he said to me, uh, "Yep, okay, just be careful. Give me a ticket." Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, uh, that was that. And I get that some people just don't like what I say stuff. But the fact is, the fact is, Pope can have some options, man. He's got all sorts of contacts. He's coached all over the place. He's played in the NBA. He played at Kentucky. He coached in the SEC and the ACC as an
1: assistant. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. weren't you hearing a year ago that BYU wasn't the only t- only school interested in him? Now, I wouldn't you know, those jobs must have you know, gotten their people and moved on? So I wouldn't think it'd be the same people interested this year and last year. But twenty you know, percent of the jobs are always turning over. Yes, I did hear that he had options, and you know, He's a charismatic dude. Yeah, and there's five or six uh, leagues that have got just a ton of money. And maybe he'll want to stay and maybe BYU will rally with a ton of money. But it's not generally how college sports works.
2: He knows how to work a room. He knows how to work a room with media. He knows how to work a room with boosters. Uh, he obviously knows how to coach basketball and how to get his guys ready to go. That's a fact. you know. But in this day and age in which we live, it's just not coaching basketball and go home. It is, you know, you, you got to glad hand the right people. I mean, I go down the other day. And he breaks out of his media thing in a group, and then I'm going to do some one-on-ones. I interviewed celius and Tulson. We played them last week. And uh, so I'm standing there in the back of the room. He comes up, smacks me on, and pats me on the shoulder. Thanks for coming. And I mean, he's like, come on. The guy's the guy's Working brilliant. it. Yeah. I mean, Work he's, it. He's got everything you need to be successful.
1: And ADs are certainly taking note of that. BYU's going to have to pay him money. <gasps> a lot of. Yeah. I
2: mean, so, and he'll
1: still have the option of doing whatever he wants. Yeah, I hope he stays. It's a little bit like an NBA free agent in that regard. You know, the options, it just comes down to what do you want.
2: Yeah, and I put that out. The uh, administration better be prepared to pony up some more cash to keep Mark Pope. Thanks for bleeping in the party punch bowl, PK. Oh, You don't want the truth? <laughs> don't, don't follow me. If you don't want the truth, You know, the funny thing me, is this,
1: this is kind of an insult to Tom Homo. You don't think Tom can do two things at once? Of course he can. You don't think Tom is assessing what's going on? Of course he is. He knows as well as anyone. And at the same time, it didn't bleep in the punch ball. I'll bet he enjoyed that. If we got him on the phone right now, he loved that. He loved the anticipation Friday. He loved pulling up the arena Saturday. The game was a little bit of a roller coaster. It ends on an up note. That's
2: as good as an an atmosphere you're going to get in college sports. Yeah. Not just basketball, college sports. And I dare say... Pro sports. Huh? Yeah. Sell out crowd.
1: Yeah. Tons of enthusiasm. Plays Big time rocking. opponent. Yeah. And the home team, the good guys. You got all your celebrities level.
2: that yeah. are available to come to the game, came to the game. I mean, the ultimate Mr. Ainge was there. You know? Come on. That's a great environment. It's it's like what, what, what Chris Hill says you, you want other teams to be after your guys. Because that means they're winning. 855-340-ZONE. Let's go to the phones.
1: Bobby, good morning. Good
3: morning, guys. How are you? Good, Good. Bobby. How are you? Doing good. Hey, so, you know, PK, with that tweet you sent out, I kind of had a similar initial reaction as a big BYU fan, really wanting Pope to stay. But, you know, wanted to kind of put you guys through a little bit of a, a thought exercise and get your opinion because... This is kind of the way I see it, and I want you to tell me if I'm up in the night. Okay. But, you know, if, if you look at BYU, or I think if you were to say, if BYU were to get the country's top LDS t- talent year in and year out, they would be a perennial power, um, because there's a lot of LDS talent across the country. BYU doesn't get a lot of that LDS talent, obviously. My thought is, if you replaced... BYU's you know, last 10 years with Gonzaga's resume that BYU had that kind of success they would be able to attract and get the majority of top LDS talent across the country and so basically what my thought is is if Pope has some success and has enough, some nice NCAA runs and starts to build this thing uh, he could very much do what Mark Few has done at Gonzaga and replicate that maybe even at a higher level at BYU and we'd love to get your thoughts on that
2: well, certainly, Bobby, thanks for the call. That winning is going to attract more winning. There's just no doubt about it. And you're going to get guys that come. But can they win at that level? You know, it's, let's assume they can. I still wonder if the elite of the elite... Jabari Parker, Fra- Frank Jackson. Frank Jackson no. in your absolute Here, you don't have backyard. To wonder. You
1: don't have to wonder. Here, I'll answer it for you. No. They're going to go to the pros. That's what kids want to do. Well, Yoli Yoli Childs. Yoli Childs just did an interview with Jake Edmonds from Channel 2, and he was talking about how he didn't grow up a BYU fan, but he didn't grow up a Utah fan either, and lots of people assume that. And Assume what? That he because he wasn't a BOU fan growing up, he must have been a oh, Ute fan. God. And he says, Well, who did you root for? And he says, I was an NBA guy. I grew up following the NBA. He says it was my senior year in high school. I thought, I'm gonna play college basketball. I better pay more attention to this. That's literally what he said. And it's so guys grow up dreaming of the NBA, wanting to play at the NBA level level. So the elite of the elite aren't gonna be available for any college program. I don't think anybody believes that. The one and done things going away. And it's not just, I'm going to be off next week, and you're going to have uh, Dave Rose in one morning. Monday and, morning, when from today. Monday morning. Ask him about this. Uh, he talked a little bit about it. He was in uh, Channel 2 last week doing a thing, and he was after we were done, he was talking about it off air, and he said something interesting, and you should get him to go to it on the air, about not just the allure of your first-round draft pick and you're going to get guaranteed millions, which is a Jabari Parker story, um, but he says the allure of... The number of guys who think they can be a two-way player and make 175 grand or whatever the number is, he says that is a strong pull that most colleges are not going to match up with because it's not just the cash. Because I know some of you are like, oh, "I'll bet the SEC, the ACC, and the Big Ten pay that." Well, even if they, yeah, Pac-12, yeah, in the Pac-12, <laughs> even if they do, right? Because we heard that Aiden denied the story, but there's a story about him getting 100 grand, right? But it's not just the cash. It's the dream. I'm going to get to the league. I'm going to be in the okay, NBA. Okay, does that flush out, though?
2: I think so it does. So then you get the elite and the elite in... who are not the elite.
1: Yes, the next tier. you got to get you the next me? tier. The elite are getting the first-round money. <laughs> the second tier are going for the two-way money. Maybe, and, and Dave might say this. I don't I don't know if he would or not. You can ask him on Monday. There might be a third tier of guy who think they're second-tier guys and make bad decisions and go pro and end up, taking off for Europe or Australia or wherever they can get paid. If that's
2: even across the board, that's actually maybe, you can maybe flush a little out. bit of an advantage, right? But I think the more important thing for BYU perspective is if you want to go to the NBA, we can get you there. You don't have to be the player of the year to go. And if you can solve that story, then you're in a good place. Yeah, if you start putting Majoris had a rep it may sound bad because I know people get all sensitive, but he had a rep that if you were a big white dude, come here. He can get you to the NBA. That and I've heard coaches say that he had that. And you look at the guys that he got in there: Doliak, Van Horn, uh, Nella, Medela. Yeah. So he Bogut because he recruited Bogut. Initially. Britain. Uh, guys played in the NBA. Were, and so that rep was out there and you know that Jason Smith had played in the NBA I heard he wanted to come but Majerus was interested in sabotaging the program at that point so he didn't recruit him and if you don't want to believe it that's your choice but I had multiple coaches and in the conference on that level tell me that that was the truth uh, so be what you needs to get the rep that we can put you in and Bobby raised an interesting question if they can get LDS talent the Every year, clean up on it. Could they be a national power? I can't say that for sure because I don't know that every year, just because you're the best LDS player that a particular year, does that make you really good?
1: That's that's another good question. You have uh, to be really good yeah. to be really good. That's another good question for Dave because it goes back to your thing, like this is going to be an industry-wide thing, so all these McDonald All-Americans and Blue Chippers that have been powering the best teams, if you go with Dave's theory, where I think he'll take you on Monday – They're not going to be playing college basketball. So it's going to kind of level. Are there going to be more seasons that look like this one, where number one gets beat over and over because there's not that much separation, where three of the top four lose on the same Saturday because there's not that much separation? But
2: I don't think people are asking BYU to be in the top five. You no, just, but this if you will be hold true. Fifteen, you'd take it.
1: Yes, a sweet sixteen, right? And so. the thing is, PK, that the the gap between one, one, two, three, and four, and okay, in BYU's case, you know, team twenty three. If you follow you had him as a seven seed. Well, he had him between twenty five and twenty eight. The gap's not that big. It's just not.
2: But I still think if that it is going to be a problem because you're still in the West Coast Conference. Mother. You're still going and playing San Diego in front of 900 people, and Loyola Marymount in front. And of you're
1: recruiting recruiting in schools that are drawing five or ten thousand people, and it's just going to feel bigger. Time. Yeah, it just is, yeah. right. And especially for a kid who didn't grow up here rooting for these teams. Because when he talks best LDS talent, you know, is there a kid one year in Texas, a kid one year in Chicago, a kid one year in Indianapolis, and they're going to be
2: hooked on the teams that they grew up watching. Do you really think so? What? I don't think kids choose a school because they're a fan of that school. I think they choose what they're familiar with,
1: not necessarily what they're a fan of. I think they
2: choose where they can get playing time, and can you win, is there interest... I'd I'd have to speak for fans. I mean, kids kids aren't interested in, well, that was my poster, so I'm going to play there.
1: But if Jimmer had been offered at Syracuse, would he have gone to Syracuse instead of BYU? But then he doesn't get a sniff from Syracuse
2: or Yeah, but that's not necessarily growing up rooting for Syracuse. I mean, that's... Do I want to come clear across the country? Right. And that's, thank and that's goodness why said, he did because he never yeah. would have met Whitney. That's why
1: I said, okay, now you're distracting me. That's why I said Texas or Chicago or Indianapolis, kids who have to come a long way and they're going to do what they're familiar with. What do you And then if he'd
2: with? never met Whitney, I wouldn't know her father, Rich.
1: And this is how a segment So it's all come together. (laughs) Come on. Her father, Rich, is a great BYU fan. Jazz are dropping. BYU is rising. What's going on? That's a question of the morning up on Facebook, DJ and PK. Up on Twitter, David DJ James. Comment there, 855-340-ZONE. We do have a lot of comments about BYU. There's some about the Jazz, some about the Utes, too. We'll get to that coming up. DJ and PK, stay
0: with us.
1: Join Scotty and Hans Thursday, noon to 3 at All-Star Garage Door, located 165 West Frunders Road in American Fork. Stop by and see the highest quality in garage doors, and garage shelving. That's All-Star Garage Door. All right, question of the day. The Jazz are dropping. BYU's rising. What's going on? Cameron says, I don't know. I'm just a casual fan. You tell us. <laughs> Good one, Cameron. <laughs> Uh, we got people who are, uh Kevin and the Utes, question mark? What about them? They won yesterday. Good for them. They did. Beat USC. Team they could have, would have, should have beat on the road.
2: USC had one of the best players who was sick. But we don't count that. Although when Booth Gooth misses a game, we go nuts. Yeah, That's Booth Gotch to uh, you. But... I don't want to hear about being young. Because you want UCLA. UCLA. UC Los Angeles. Three freshmen and a sophomore, and they win at Colorado. So I don't care that you're young. I mean, we're now in late February. Stop with the youth.
1: And UCLA, who had some hideous home losses yeah. early, is now getting good road wins. Yeah.
2: I looked it up. They literally finished the game with three freshmen and a sophomore and a junior.
1: And they are now 17-11 well, because of that bad start. But 10-5 and five in the league, three-way tie for second place, a half game behind... Your
2: ASU Sun Devils. They play Thursday at Paulie. And you scoffed at me last week when I told you they were thinking NCAs. Don't and, scoff at me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there will be no scoffing. You brought up an interesting point. Who is the Pac-12 going to squeeze out if they get teams in? It seems like they got 4 teams in for sure, and then they got 3 bubble teams.
2: I don't think they'll oh, all get in. I don't know. In. They have 4 teams in for sure. You don't think so? No, you can't even name them.
1: Oregon's in. Arizona's in.
2: And Colorado. Colorado's in. But you can't name the fourth one. Now, what I will say... They'll is, get a fourth one. ...is they'll get one, so you'll probably be right. They'll get one, but you cannot your, name it. You're devils. They're not. If you're three weeks away from seeding and you're seated as an eight or nine, you're not in. Then then you're right. Then there'd be four on the bubble. Uh, they're going to get four. I agree with you, but you cannot name well the and you get four one. at a minimum. Mm, I don't know about that. It could very well be a maximum. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: They'll all flame out down the stretch. Well, I guess if the Arizona schools they're, go in and
2: pound the LA schools, they don't have to flame out. I mean, they're not. They're, they can just go five hundred.
1: USC, Stanford, UCLA. USC is in the last four in according to Lenardi, and Stanford and UCLA are in the first four out. And if the Arizona schools sweep the L.A. road trip, which I wouldn't think would happen, but if it both did... Both
2: of those guys are out.
1: Right. And Stanford's probably the one I believe in the least out of all of those.
2: Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. I mean, it's... Not buying USC? Well, Stanford took a hit when De Silva went down, and he's back now, so... They're all, they're all bubble teams, as they say, and it could go either way.
1: Jazz are dropping. BYU's rising. What is going on? Roy says, we are living in a bizarro world. Matthew thinks it's much more simple. The Jazz suck.
2: They don't suck, but they've got to find a way to avoid the appearance of looking extremely average because they've had a number of games where they've looked very average. They've also had a number of games that look really good. But the problem is, if you look really good, you shouldn't drop down and have as many bad really games. average games. Yeah. And that's the problem. They've Ooh. had too many really average games.
1: Not too many bad games? That would go too many bad games. Which big picture makes them average? Because they're mixing in these good games. I think in we're, I think we're saying about- the same thing. All right. All right, we got a lot more people weighing in on the Jazz, including one, and this is very specific, but he might be onto something, and we will get to that next. Ken Pomeroy will be here at 830 to figure out what he thinks of the Cougars and the Aggies and their NCAA chances and how many teams the Pac-12 is gonna get in. Stay with us.